welcome happy monday it's 90 day fiance 10 year anniversary can you believe that it's been that long uh what's this live for evelyn's asking well it's for 90 day fiance season 10. i'm doing episode one we are i know that episode two aired yesterday but we are catching up because there's all the things uh so we're doing 90 day fiance season 10 episode one and uh shout out to the live chat i'm seeing like all the regulars shout out to joslo vanessa christina radella connie stevie rebecca hey girl hey um i've been you know there's been a lot going on there's been a lot going on you guys it's been a crazy year with the strikes and the strikes and the strikes um and so i'm now just starting to get like a whole get situated the writers are back i'm back all the things and so here we are so thank you for being here we're going to do some housekeeping like and subscribe bottom of your screen you'll see and i'll keep that up for a little bit where you can support the show linda's so girly everywhere you are if you see my little headband if you guys are like watching and not just listening Christina, who is awesome. She has, and I I pulled it up because I didn't want to get it wrong. So she's so DIY, do it yourself. MyShopify.com. Jenny's daughter, she makes all the stuff. She does like skincare stuff, hair stuff, all the things. So I have my little like headband on. I know it's like, I think you're supposed to like wash your face and like pull your hair back, but... I thought I would support her because I'm all about supporting small businesses, women, and all the things. So thank you, Christina, so much again for the amazing package. Love all the things. Um, okay, so I am covering 90 Day Fiance season 10, which is the anniversary season. And if you sit back and think about when you started watching 90 Day Fiance, a lot of us from the day one, it's it's been 10 years. So like if you were... 19 you're 29 now if you're 29 you're 39 if you're 39 you're 49 and and so on and so on and it seems crazy but if you look at it in respect to the long-term relationships you know like uh paola and russ celebrated 10 years last week um annie and david celebrated seven years um, it, it's been a long time. We've been in this for a long, long time. <laughs> that being said, uh, I will be covering this with April. And I know a lot of you love April. I love April as well. Uh, she'll be back next week. She's traveling. You guys, she's in Turks and Caicos. Okay. That is absolutely on my bucket list. I don't know where my husband is, but that's where we're supposed to go on our, our wedding. Uh, what is it? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> um, but she's in Turks and Caicos. She's on like a cruise or whatever, having an amazing time. You'll see us tomorrow. We are covering all things Love is Blind, as well as we'll catch up on episode two tomorrow. Uh, if she is so willing to do that because she is on holiday, you know, April is a mover and a shaker and she travels all the time. But that being said, we're going to cover episode one today so that we are, I know, right? 
I want to be April when I grow up too. Girl, yes. Yes. Rebecca, yes. She is like always somewhere. And I'm about it. I love it for her. I love it for her and I love it for us because traveling is all the things. Uh, Renee says, I can't wait to hear your things on all on. I can't wait to hear your opinion on Love is Blind. Well, I did my first. So you guys, if you're watching Love is Blind, I, April and I covered season five, episodes one through four. Tomorrow we're going to do four through five through eight. Um, and I just think that dating in 2023, if you're single, like it's a hot, trashy mess. And I don't even know what to say. Like we're stuck in like a hot, trashy mess. And this show is absolutely showing that that is true. Okay, so season 10, episode one, my first note says I'm not ready. And I wasn't ready. And you guys, it took me a minute because if you guys go, and I don't know where you watch your shows, but like I watch on Max. So like um, HBO Max it used to be called, but now it's just Max. That's where, or Discovery Plus or whatever. But I stream it and I remember it just being about love season one and everyone didn't know anything about anything. And now there's people living in closets, there's witches, there's poop in toilets. Like I, it's too much, it's too much for me. And so it took me a minute to like, okay, I'm gonna get back on board because I was like, uh, matched up, uh, what is it? Married, matched up, matched abroad, married at first, no, married at first sight, and uh, Love is Blind, and Match Me Abroad, all these shows that are brand new that I'm like, oh, see, this is what I love. Like, I love love, but fast forward 10 years, and 90 Day is like so intricate, and I'm still like loving it, but it's still a lot you know like nikki's a lot for me dude in closet is a lot for me the witch is a lot for me sophie who doesn't like recognize that she's black is a lot for me like there's just a lot going on and so i'm gonna cover it but just know that those are like my parameters because i miss like the relationship factor of it Becky, hey girl, hey. Becky said you had to go bury some bananas in the woods to get yourself situated. We get it. Facts. Facts. Uh, Connie says, yeah, what the heck with the, in the toilet. And Renee says, Jasmine seems so different on Instagram and at the tell, I think she's acting 100%. Jasmine is a lovely lady, you guys. And don't think that what you see on TV is who she is. Uh, because, you know, it's all about reality TV and it's about entertainment. And um, meeting her when she very first started, that was what it was. It was like, hey, you know what? Blah, 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 blah. It was very innocent and pure, but you got to bring up the drama. And and that's what we co- we tune in for, right? Like, if we didn't tune in for the drama, so many people would be already canceled. But here we are. So my first note says, I'm not ready. And then we're going to be talking about Ashley from New Jersey, 33 years old. 
and it opens with her having a panic attack. She's on the phone. She's not hands-free. She's only 33, so I know she knows better. And she's, like, freaking out because her alleged husband is coming to town. Like, does that even make sense to you? You guys, I tell you guys all this all the time. Talk about sex. Talk about children. Talk about finances. And talk about religion. And if you're not having those conversations in the 10 years or freaking however many years they, they met and didn't get together, then that's your problem. And so now he's going to be there. You have no contact with him and now you're freaking out and you're putting everyone else on the road in danger. That makes you look stupid. Not sure how I feel about Ashley yet because, you know, like, okay, you guys, I'm just going to be honest. Like, I know a lot of you guys are like, oh my God, blah, 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 religion, all this stuff. But I grew up Christian. I'm a Christian. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit, all the things. I'm very active in my church. I go to a Baptist church, all the things. And so whatever you believe or don't believe, that's on you. But like the whole witch thing, I don't know anything about. I, I don't. I don't know anything about it. And honestly, I don't I don't care to know anything about it. If that's what her thing is, then good on her. If that's what makes her feel whole as a person, then good on her. So she is visualizing her man coming to America. We find out she's a poet, she's a dancer, she's a witch, and other stuff. She's a jack of all trades. Um, and then we see her in the opening scene doing some like ritual stuff with a client. She's a tarot reader um, and all the things. Now she went to school and felt like she needed to work with the earth. And then one of her professors said, hey, we're going to Ecuador. You know, you need to come with us. So she's like, yeah, that's right up my alley and goes to Ecuador. <clears throat> now, I thought his name was Manuel, 35, but she keeps saying Manuel. And so any of my Hispanic followers, I know it has to be Manuel, but she says Manuel, Manuel. So let's talk about it. If you're in the live chat and you think you know the proper pronunciation of his name, let me know. Um, if you're watching the replay, don't forget to like and subscribe. And then also tell me because I know you guys will. Anyway, she goes to Ecuador and meets this, Ma I'm going to say Manuel, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, because she says Manuel, who's 35, who's a construction worker. They met 10 years ago, so she was 23, and he was 25. They met on New Year's Eve and got along. She talks about how he's a mixture of peanut butter and cinnamon, and I was like, ooh, that sounds gross peanut butter with, I don't, okay, so as a Canadian, if you have, if you have a celery stick and peanut butter and raisins, we call it ants on a log. In America, I was, I was at a barbecue and I think they called it, I can't remember what they called it, but it was not ants on a log. It was like frogs on a stick or some crazy thing like that. And I was like, well, why would you even call that frogs on a stick? Because the brown part is where it's a log and the black part of the raisins is an ant. That makes sense. But like Canadians, we more logical. But Americans call it something totally different and I just don't, totally didn't get it. 
So then when she said peanut butter and cinnamon, I was like, is that something you guys do? Do you guys have like toast and put peanut butter and then splash cinnamon on it? I've never heard of it. I probably will never try it. Sounds terrible. Uh, Christina says, American here, ants on the log. That's what it's called, right, Christina? And, and Amanda says, I call it ants on the log. That's Okay, so we're on the same page. So I'm probably just around a lot of crazy people. Um, because it was like frogs and a something, and I was like, but frogs are green, anyways. Uh, it didn't work out 10 years ago, they think they can make it work out. 10 years ago, they got engaged after the first week. Uh, they met on New Year's Eve, they thought long distance would work, it didn't work. That's what I say. So Man Manuel is how we say it, Vanessa says. I don't think it's Manuel. I think it's Manuel, but uh there's a party in, in the live chat. Uh Rodella said nope, it's ants on a log. And uh Christina says that's a hard pass on the cinnamon and peanut butter, and Rodella agrees. Okay, yeah, I agree with you guys 100%. I'm not doing cinnamon and, and peanut butter. It sounds disgusting. Don't come for me. That's just my personal opinion. I think it sounds gross. Um, so they meet 10 years ago. They get engaged after the first week. They try long distance. It doesn't last. And then they spend seven years apart. She meets someone else. He probably meets someone else. Uh, and then her long her relationship that she was in long-term doesn't work out. And this is true. I'm going to tell you that you guys, it's Manuel. Oh, Christina. I hate raisins, but I've heard it's called ants on the log too. It is called ants on the log. Christina says she's correct. It's Spanish. It's Manuel. Okay, Christina. I trust Christina. So I'm going to start saying Manuel, but I definitely think it's Manuel. But I'll say Manuel because I trust Christina. Manuel sucks. Um, and he does. I'm not even on episode two, but I already know that he has all the red flags and he sucks and he is not in it for the right reasons. They're not a proper relationship. And I don't even know why they're on season 10. But I digress and I jump way. Wow. Okay, Linda. <laughs> Wait, what, what did I do? What did I do, Vanessa? Oh, it's the Manuel versus Manuel thing. Is that what you're upset about? Tell me more, Vanessa, because I love ya. Anyways, so they are getting back together because she's out of her long-term relationship. He smells it. And you guys, I'll tell you this. It's true. If you're ever in a relationship and you break up, your exes feel like you're you're single. And I'll tell you something, because you guys know that I'm like super private, but I will tell you this. One time I got in a long-term relationship and one of my friends said to me, and I'll never forget this. He's like, yeah, we've all been waiting for you to break up. Can you imagine? Can you imagine someone saying that to you? Someone said that to me and I was like, wait, what? And then if I'm going to be super honest about it, that person was like, hey, like, you know, I've always this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then, you guys, should I say this? 
someone, okay, no, I'll say this. How can I say it without really saying it? I've lived in my apartment building for some time now. And someone in my apartment building the very next day after I broke up with, or we broke up because it was, it was like a we broke up type of situation with my uh, ex-fiance. This person knocked on my door and was like, hey, do you want to go for tacos and a movie? I was like, no. No, I don't. I'm, I'm going through some things. This person just moved out. I, like, I need a minute. And this person that lives in my area said, oh, well, we knew it wasn't going to work out. We were just waiting for you to, like, figure it out. Can you believe that? Anyways, so exes do feel it. They come out of the woodworks. They know that you're single and they like pounce on it. It's like they can smell it. And uh, <laughs> so he reached out to her. Manuel reached out to her in 2020 and was just like, hey, I was thinking about you. Oh, Rodella says, yes, other people see what you don't. Okay, fair. Okay, fair. Uh, I was thinking about you. I've missed you. You're the love of my life. And I want to be with you. And let's rekindle after seven years apart. Obviously, you're single and I'm single. And it didn't work out. So let us just be together. And so... Ashley decided that she was going to go visit him and she went back to visit him and it was in the midst of the pandemic, right? Like 2020, September, the pandemic started in March, I I believe. So they quarantined together, they got close and then he proposed during the pandemic. She said, yes, they applied for the K-1 visa, they got it and boom, now they're going to get married. Fast forward to 2023. Right, Rebecca. Rebecca says it's like a telepathic message gets sent to your exes, I swear. Facts. You're not You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But you know what? I'll tell you this. I don't know one person that has gone back to their ex that it's actually worked out. I, I don't know one person. I, and I'm talking about, like, people that have dated. If you're, like, married and some crazy stuff happens, I know that some people work it out and move forward, and that's great for their lives, and they're together forever. But people that are dating, like, I don't know very many people that go back to their exes and, the, and it works out. <laughs> Vanessa says, a lot of bad decisions were made over the pandemic, and TLC is here for it. And Rodella says, X's are X's for a reason. That's that part. X's are X's for a reason. For real, for real. For real, for real. And I, I'm going to talk a little bit more about my X's with uh, Love is Blind. Because I don't know if you guys are watching Love is Blind. But I've never watched any of the episodes. But I'm watching season five and covering it with April. And dating in 2023 is atrocious. It really is. It's atrocious. Like, I don't know how long I'm going to be single, but like, whoa. If that is like a microcosm of the dating life in 2023, and even 90 Day Fiance Season 10 with all of this nonsense, like, 
let me tell you something. I have a lot to say about a lot of people. And I'm trying to be like chill because I haven't covered regular 90 day in a while. And a lot of you guys have like, oh my God, you haven't covered 90 day. Like, do you, I love 90 day. I needed to take a break and like cover like true love because I still believe in true love. And like the rest of it is like so wild and crazy. And like as a regular thinking person, some of this just seems like outrageous. Like, I don't, I don't know if I, and I say this to my news and gossip people all the time. I don't know if I have like a cold, dead heart, but if I do, then I'd rather that than the nonsense that some of these people put up with. And like, I can't believe half this stuff. So anyways, <clears throat> Ashley and Manuel decide that they're going to get back together. She flies out to see him in, in like September of 2020. They quarantine, he proposes, they apply for the K-1 visa, they get it, and now fast forward, they're supposedly about to get married, right? Which is interesting because if you followed anything on social media, you know that TLC, Sharp Entertainment, Discovery Plus, uh, Warner Brothers, and someone else, they all had a 10-year anniversary media party. I don't know why this is like super... Is that better? Weird. I know I'm cloudy. Can't figure it out, but I'm going to keep pushing. Um, They had a party in New York City. Not everyone was invited, and a lot of people had their feelings heard about it, but uh, Ashley and Manuel were there, and everyone was like, who are these people? Because they didn't really know. <laughs> the live chat is hilarious. Um, but they were there. So that means he, he made it. That means that fast forward, because, you know, they, they film months and months in advance that they, they got married and they're working it out. I'm just going to close this for you. Oh, look, it worked there better. Um, and so, <clears throat> They make it happen. He's about to arrive. It's like the day before he's supposed to arrive. And that's a whole story that I'm going to get to shortly. But she goes to like a witch store. I don't know what it's called, but she goes to a witch store to get a bunch of like, sorry, I, you guys, I'm not being an asshole. I just don't even know. So I'm just going to say what I think, but she goes to a witch store and gets like some witchy products. And one of the things that I think is so super crazy is that how they always involve the staff. Like, you can't just be at your job like, hey, I'm working my nine to five and I'm going to ring you up, blah, blah, blah. Then you have this friggin' 90 day person that comes in and like spills all their bleh. They just like vomit on you, their life. And you're like their therapist. And you're like, dude, I'm not getting paid enough, but okay, like I'm going to pay attention because I have to give you customer service, but really this is none of my business. And you should probably know that it's none of my business, but me knowing that you met some dude a hundred years ago and then it didn't work out and then you guys reconnected and now he's coming tomorrow and you're buying all these like spells and chains and witchery stuff. I don't know. I kind of feel like as, the sales clerk is really none of my business, but if you have to tell me, I guess you have to tell me, but that's just me. 
like i don't need to know your business let's say, let's make this transactional how about that because i know that you're not paying my checks and i know i'm not getting any extra to listen to your nonsense so where are we so that happens <clears throat> meanwhile we find out that manuel who has never been on a plane before he's never left his country he doesn't speak english and his visa expires the day he arrives or is supposed to arrive in america make it make sense to me what like you guys like can you make it make sense they met seven years ago they were gonna get in they got engaged it didn't work out because they didn't want to do long distance they reconnected she flew out he reproposed they decide that it was gonna they're gonna make it work they're gonna be a 90-day fiance for the whole world to see but they're gonna wait to the last minute for him to travel and he's never traveled before he hasn't told his mom anything about the black witch that he is going to be married to or has proposed to and then we're just supposed to sit here and be like hey that that sounds like a great idea And so one of the things I do like about this season, I will say this, it seems to me from so far watching, and it's only the first episode, but it seems to me that the people that, the Americans that have traveled abroad have at least tried to learn the language, which is the first. So it took us 10 years to get here, but it seems to me like Ashley and the dude that has his mom living in the closet, both, both speak Spanish, which I think is important. Habla Espanol, si habla Espanol. You've been living in America for a million years and you've been traveling abroad as a passport chick or bro, then learn the language. That's how I feel. You can come for me or not come for me. That's how I feel. So I feel like finally 10 years into it, we have a couple of, of cast members who have taken upon themselves to learn the language for the country that they're like into. So uh, it's the day before Ashley is going to pick up Manuel at the airport. She's going to meet her friends for drinks before he, she arrives. Uh, we find out in this, this conversation that his mom, Manuel's mom, doesn't even know that he's moving and getting married and living in the United States and he doesn't want to tell his mom because he thinks his mom is going to worry about him. I'm going to tell you this something, you guys, like that's bullshit. It's bullshit. And first of all, if you met him seven years ago and you guys were engaged and you spent like, a, I don't know, a year there or however long, how did you not ever meet his family? So you don't know his mom at all? Or do you know his mom and she doesn't know anything about you? And it was like, oh, you guys broke up. That was seven years ago. We've moved on. I don't understand it, but it was not very clear at all in this episode. And the second thing is, Manuel's like 35 years old. What are you talking about? You can't tell your mom that you're freaking moving. Like, I don't even know how that is safe. So you're going to pretend that you're moving to some other place in, in Ecuador or wherever the hell he is. 
and she's going to think that you're, you're doing construction work, but then meanwhile, you're flying all the way to the U.S. and are on a 90-day fiancé and then are about to get married, but you don't want to tell your mom till you get there so that she doesn't worry? Like, I don't. how does that make sense? Like, some of y'all just need to, like, stop being shady. You need to stop being shady. In my personal opinion, and this is just episode one, I'm going to tell you something. Manuel's not in it for the right reasons. Maybe Manuel is not getting enough construction work where he is. And he finally reached out. He's like, hey, I know someone in America. Let me just reach out to her and be like, hey, girl, hey, I've been thinking about you. I miss you. And, you know, life is rough out here. And I'm thinking, like, I want to be with you. And you and I had a connection. And maybe I, like, fly out and see how things are for, like, 90 days. See if I can get a job. And, like, woo, woo, woo. And you and I can get married. And then deuces. As soon as I get my green card, like, thank you. Thank you for sponsoring me. Thank you for putting up with me. Thank you for paying everything for the first couple of years because I don't have a green card. Like, thank you. Appreciate you. Like, I don't understand because that's the vibe I'm getting from them. That's the vibe I'm getting from them. If there are no connections and these fools, and I say fools by both Ashley and Manuel, they're both lying to each other. They're both not being honest with each other. And I don't know if you know anything about Hispanic culture, but I'm going to tell you this. I do not know one Hispanic person that is open to witchery. Christianity is huge. Catholicism is huge. So all the other stuff that we're talking about that she hasn't told him and he hasn't told his mom about her or about moving... Like, how are you building a healthy, happy relationship where you're about to get married on a bunch of friggin' lies? Like, how is that How is that going to work out? I'm going to tell you, it's not going to work out. It's not going to work out. Have the conversation about sex. How often do you want to have sex? How sex? How important is sex in your relationship? What kind of sex are you into? have that conversation. Money. Do you have money? Did you grow up with money? Do you have no money? Do you save your money? Do you spend your money? What does it look like in five years? What are you saving for? What are the non-negotiables that you need to spend on? Have the money conversation. Kids, do you want kids? Do you not want kids? Do you say you don't want kids right now, but in five years from now, you're going to want kids and you're going to leave this person for someone younger that can have kids like where do you stand with kids religion i don't believe in anything i believe in this i believe in that i don't know but have that conversation so that when if indeed you decide to have kids or even don't have kids you guys are both on the same page you can't have a freaking witch and a freaking hardcore catholic come together and be like hey we're cool and we're about to have a bunch of babies and my baby's going to be a baby witch and my other baby is going to be a hardcore Christian that is Catholic that's about to be trained to be the Pope. Like, that doesn't even make any type of sense. Ugh, now I'm irritated. <laughs> so, Manuel's never been on a plane, never left his country, doesn't speak English. His visa expires when he arrives, but they're going to make it make sense. She decides she's going for drinks and hasn't to, he hasn't told his mom the truth about his relationship with Ashley, about moving to the U.S. And my question, my note was, has she not met his family? Clearly, she is not. 
because she wouldn't have all these questions. And then my, my other note says, is this a green card love? And one episode in, I'm going to tell you, mm, probably. This is probably a green card love. And, and between her and Nikki, like seven years and 10 years, all of a sudden now you're going to be on 90 Day Fiance. So the math is not mathing. Girl math, boy math, all the math is not mathing. So all of a sudden, seven years later, you guys decide to get together. And oh, by the way, TLC is casting. 10 years later with the math on Nikki and Igor. And I feel like I'm probably going to call him Igor the whole time, you guys, because his name is not Justin. Um, Justin was had to have been like 18. And she was like 30. That's very predatory in my opinion. But I'll get to that when I get to that. We find out that Ashley in her life often makes bad decisions and she regrets them and then wants to walk them back in the relationship, her and Manuel, there's a lot of mini lies in the relationship. And if those get exposed, <laughs> Vanessa said, not a baby witch. I mean, I don't know what else to call it, Vanessa. I mean, so we find out that Ashley makes a lot of bad decisions in her life, uh, but she's not afraid to walk away from bad decisions. And she feels like if this is not going to work out, she's very prepared to walk away from the relationship. And I'm like, well, if you walk away, what are you wasting your time for? And just like we all said in the live chat, like exes are exes for a reason. So it didn't work out back then, seven years ago. And now on top of it, you're lying. You haven't met his family. He doesn't know you're a witch. But all of a sudden, this is a great idea. And we're wondering why she's having this panic attack. So she's driving to the airport. And I'm not even going to talk about Sienna, her sister, coming over, telling her there's always something wrong with the situation. And she's not seeing the red the signs and the red flags and all the things. I'm not even going to go there, you guys, because, like, you all have common sense. We have common sense. I have common sense. And something is not matching. It's not matching, right? So she's driving there. And she tells her sister to go ahead of her. She drives herself separately. She ha and, and don't come for me for this. Because if you know me and you've been watching my channel for a long time and you know who I am, I don't I don't like cats. I'm not a cat person. I've never claimed to be a cat person. I, I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan. I don't know their purpose. I don't I like litter boxes that are stinky and you have to clean up. Like I just I'm just not a fan. But and this is a stereotype and don't come for me, but I, I made it as a note. Like my note says she has a black cat, obviously. And I'll leave it at that. That being said, she says bye to her black cat. And, you know, she's a witch. And she's driving to the airport to pick up Manuel, who she hasn't heard from in quite some time since he allegedly landed in Miami, where he has to go through customs. But, like, why didn't you fly to Miami after all these years so that if there were any issues you would be there to answer the questions of immigration with him since he's your fiance. You're just like, hey, this dude who's 35 years old, who's never been on a plane before, who does not speak English, even though, you know, speaking Spanish is fine in Miami. You can, like, get away with that in a heartbeat. Um, 
but he's never left his country and you're just gonna let him fend for himself and try to land in new jersey like that i don't like you guys like i'm sorry i might be getting old but like is common sense lost is it lost i don't want to be understand so she's driving to the airport and she has this panic attack and what irritated me about her panic attack is that first of all it seems fake as fuck and excuse my language sorry not sorry but uh Oh, I wish I had my sunglasses. They're over there. But ah, I had a panic attack. I don't know what's happening. I can't. I can't breathe. And meanwhile, she has her freaking phone. She's driving. Oh, panic attack! Oh, bitch, pull the fuck over. I don't give a shit about you and your panic attack. What I do care about is everyone else on the road that is like, hey. What's up? Why are you driving like a crazy person? Why in 2023 do you not hand, have hands free? Even if you have like an old school car, you can still plug in your phone and friggin' Bluetooth it or, or something, but there's no reason for you to have your phone in your hand in 2023. But now you have your phone in your hand and you're friggin' driving, you're having a panic attack and you're driving like this and I'm having a panic attack. And meanwhile, you know, Timmy and his mom, Becky, are driving to soccer practice. They have no business with you. But because you're driving like a reckless person, you could probably get in an accident with them. I'm not okay with that. And as a witch that does like, what does she say she does? Like freaking tarot readings and stuff. You should see that coming. You should see that coming and you should pull over, calm yourself down and like at the very least, get your shit on hands free. Like, hello, there's speakerphone for a reason. I, I, I didn't get it. I didn't like it. I didn't get it. I didn't appreciate it. Um, And that was my note. Why would she not pull over? Now, the other thing that like I won't get totally into because I spent a oh, 40 minutes on Ashley, but like you guys don't think I'm an asshole. Please don't think I'm an asshole, but like if you've watched me for some time, you know I get distracted by weird things. And like Ashley like waist trainers are just very 2020. You know what I mean? Like that whole waist trainer, put a waist trainer on, wear a waist trainer. And especially for, cause like I am um, well endowed in the breast area. And like you put a waist trainer on and like your chest looks like a crazy person. And like, that's what she's doing, but she's not talking about it. But then she's saying that she holds all of her anxiety in her belly, but then she puts a waist trainer on and then has these beautiful dresses and she's a gorgeous woman, don't get me wrong, but like, it just looks disproportionate and it looks crazy to me. That's all. Amanda said, hey girl, hey, it made me instantly not like her. I was like screaming, pull over, facts. Like pull the fuck over, stop being so selfish. All right, moving on to Jasmine. Okay. 
Okay. I'm just trying to be a better person, you guys. I really am. But Jasmine, 36. Jasmine's been 36 for the last three years, in my opinion. Like, how are you still 36 years old? Didn't we meet you when you were 36? How are you still 36 years old? Like, how? You and Gina have been together for three years. You definitely did not meet him because I take notes, y'all. And I haven't gone back in my notes, but I know that she can't be 36 years old because she was at least 37 when, when she met him. But allegedly, she's 36 years old from Panama. And, um, you know... I know that a lot, and, and Amanda says, Jasmine is everything. I love her so much. She's definitely great TV. And I, I, am, I, don't have, I don't have anything bad to say about Jasmine because she is really great TV. And you have to know that all of this is like, if N-N-I-K, what does that mean? Stevie says she looks 44 in the face. Ouch. If N-N-I-K, if non-knowing... I don't know what that means, Becca. I'm in my 30s, so you're going to have to, like, explain that. I can't look it up right now. So, Jasmine's apparently 36. And it's hard for me to believe, but it is what it is. And the opening scene is a party bus. And Sorry, I mis mistyped. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, now that makes sense. She's be Becca, who's talking about Jasmine, if Jasmine's 36 and Nikki's 47, then I don't know who's... Listen, Becca. I haven't even gone to Nikki yet. Is she even... Yeah. But I just want to... The math is not mathing. And Nikki could be 47. She could be. But Becca, like... 47... She's 47. Angela says she's 59. I, I mean, don't hate me for saying this, Becca, because I don't I don't know enough about you, but you guys know that I'm always like direct and honest. But like if Black Don't Crack and um Sean, who's the host of the Tell-Alls, is 61. Can we put that all in perspective? Sean is 61. And uh, Jasmine's supposed to be 36. Nikki's supposed to be 57. And Angela's supposed to be, like, in her 50s. The math is not mathing. Becca said it's TLC math. That part. <laughs> It's TLC girl and boy math. Facts, Becca. Facts. Okay, so Jasmine, uh, party bus pulls up. It's her bachelorette party. Uh, she's dressed for the occasion. She gets on the bus. There's a blow up eggplant doll of Gino. And then we hear their backstory again for anyone that is just jumping on board, but her and Gino met three years ago online. She loves the fact that he's a little bit nerdy and the fact that he's nerdy and like no one wants to be with him is super intriguing to her. 
and attractive to her because she's a super jealous type of person. She loves the fact, and these are her words, not mine, that he has, she loves the fact that he has belly fat, flamingo legs, non-existent lips, a sharky nose, and all of those things are her thing. And that's why she's attracted to him. They applied for the K-1 visa a year and a half ago. She went to go to her interview. Something happened, not approved, that was rescheduled. She says she was given a second chance. She goes to the second chance 10 minutes into it because she's so beautiful. Uh, the immigration attorney is like, yes, you're going to the U.S. Your visa is approved. And, and I mean, I don't know. That's not how it works. That's all I'm going to say. That's, that's just not how it works. The immigration attorney was not so enthralled with her that he was like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Stab, approved. <laughs> oh God. So then Gina, they flash over to Gina who's in Michigan. This fool says it's his last day of work. He's an automotive engineer and he's taking a leave of absence, but he doesn't think he's ever going to be back um, because he needs to get Jasmine situated. And Jasmine is like high maintenance and needs a lot of attention. He needs to make sure that she feels good about Michigan so she doesn't go back to Panama. So you're going to leave your job in the middle of a recession where inflation is off the chain, where you don't know where your next paycheck is going to come from because you've taken a leave of absence. So then you're probably going to have to dip into your savings and you're going to do this for at least a year because Jasmine needs to feel comfortable and you need to give her, get her settled in Michigan because you're scared that she's going to move to Panama. Like I, again, might have a cold, dead black heart, but like you already support her financially while she's living in Panama because she says that she was a teacher and she couldn't be a teacher anymore because you leaked nude photos of her and then she lost her job. And ever since then, which was back in the pandemic and we're in 2023, and that was like at least in 2021. So you've been financially supporting her for at least the last two years while she was in Panama not working. And then she decided to move into like a highfalutin place where rent was like 3000 a month. And she moved her sister in, all the things. And again, you thought nothing was wrong with that because, again, it's your fault for leaking her pictures. And because she's no longer a teacher, she can no longer pivot and, and do any other type of job. Is Am I correct in that, in that assessment? So then you think it's a good idea that because she finally, you guys finally got the K-1 visa, she's finally coming to America and is moving to Michigan, which... I've never been to Michigan. So if you're all from Michigan, let me know how it is, but it seems cold. Um, she's going to come there and to make sure that she doesn't leave you, you're going to quit your job. 
knowing that she's already a highfalutin, for lack of better term, money grabbing, used to a specific type of lifestyle, sugar daddy looking, all about the Benjamins, all about the materialistic stuff type of woman, you're going to quit your job? And that is a good idea to you? He takes a leave of absence. Not, it's not going to go back to his job for a year or so because he wants to get Jasmine situated. She's situated. And he loves Jasmine, even though the relationship is a roller coaster, even though they're constantly fighting. Um, he feels like they have a strong bond, he says. And that bond is irreplaceable. Meanwhile, they flash forward to Jasmine, who's on the party bus, who is literally mooning people as they're driving by. Talks about how she's constantly dieting and exercising. She's a vegan and decided like like her all her time, because she doesn't have a job, is about dieting and exercising. And you see that across social media and, you know, good on her. I think that that's, you know, that's great if she has the opportunity and time to do that. But she got butt implants. Gina doesn't know about these butt implants. Gina sent money over. Um, she's, Gina sent money over for her to buy her wedding dress. And instead, she used that money to get a butt because she's been working out so much that her butt, she decided, was like, not as round and perky as Gina likes. So she wanted to invest in her body instead of buying her wedding dress um, and decided that she's not going to tell Gino and instead that she used the money for, for butt implants because Gino is cheap and he probably wouldn't understand. But she spent the money to be beautiful and Gino appreciates beauty and we know, and you guys, I, I want you to remember that we met Gino and he came, he came out as, as a sugar daddy, right? He came out like very transactional. Like he wanted someone beauty, beautiful. He's going to pay for dinner and all the things. And that's that. <laughs> Bonnie says squats work well. Facts, Bonnie. Preach. Um, so... He's telling a lie. She's telling a lie, but they're about to get married. Then the scene flashes to Gino on a treadmill. And you guys, I laugh my ass off. Gino's on a treadmill. He's got his fedora on, boat shoes on, his jeans on, a silk shirt. And my note says, shaking my damn head. Like, what exactly is going on here? Um, he talks about how he helps Jasmine with her bills and her rent financially, et cetera, because she doesn't work. And I, I talked a little bit about that. He feels like he spoiled her a lot. But when she comes to M Michigan, she's going to have a reality check because he's not going to be doing all the things that he did in order to entice her to move, which, you know, you guys, I could have a whole other hour conversation about this, but like the two of you are not being honest with each other. And the two of you are expecting specific things in this relationship, but you're both lying about it to get to where you are. Doesn't make sense to me. So clearly she said, Hey, I want to continue to work out. 
fitness is important to me. I need a treadmill when I get there. He's looking at treadmills. This woman, random woman, has a treadmill on sale for $200. He's riding it in his, or running on it on in his boat shoes, but decides that that's out of his budget because also he quit his job because his woman is flying in and she's high maintenance. Hasn't told Jasmine that he quit his job, but as soon as she gets there, he's going to tell her and shit's about to pop off because you know what? They're in two different time zones. They're in two different head spaces. And like after three years, you guys are still lying to each other. Like, I don't even understand. Why are we even doing this? Yes, Bonnie, Gina is cheap, but at the same time, they're still lying to each other after three years. She wants one thing. He wants another thing. He wants a sugar baby. She wants a sugar daddy. He does not want to be a sugar daddy. And she definitely wants to be a sugar baby. And here we are. So, like, make it make sense. How are you not going to have problems? Oh, terrible. We flip back to Panama with Cecilia. And I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. So I apologize. But John, her son, and Liz, her sister. Jasmine has two kids, JC and Jaunce, both her sons. We only meet Jaunce, which is, I think it's interesting because when we first met her, she told us that he would, she would never show her kids on social media, on the show, that dad wasn't going to allow it. And then I was like, does she have two baby daddies? Because like, why now are we seeing one son where she says she has a connection to? She literally says she has a really good connection with her son, Jaunce. But you have two sons. So what about JC? You don't have the same connection with him? Or is it because he's super young and you guys didn't want to have him on the show because he's too young? Or is it because you have two separate baby daddies and one is your ex-husband and one's your baby daddy? Like, I need to know. Because the one son that you sit down and tell him, hey, I'm going to America, don't miss me, and eventually I'll come for you, versus your other son that we know you have but you don't mention... I mean, I mean, I don't know. And I want to say this off the bat that a lot of immigrants do this, right? It's not, it's not uncommon for an immigrant to move to a Western country um, through marriage or through work and get established and then bring for their children after so that they can have a better life. That's not uncommon. And so I don't fault jasmine for that at all because it happens all the time more than you know um my question is like she has two kids but she's only mentioning one kid and she's only mentioning her connection with the one child and that's where i'm like wait what and like how does that work and like how are you and you and gino are like not even stable so like what does that look like and that's where my issue is <clears throat> So, that being said, um, she has a conversation with her son, and her son is kind of like, okay, cool, when are you leaving? Like, I'm not really sad about it. 
because I know that I want to go to America and you're saying I'm going to come to America. So I'm ready. Like, how long is that going to be? So there was that part of it. The other part is Jasmine's having an issue with Gino's sister-in-law. So his brother's wife, because she's saying that his brother's wife ordered her not to have a wedding on a specific day. She sent a uh, message via social media um, that April 13th to 24th, she's going to be in Florida. Don't have your wedding on those days. And that is basically what the message was. And you know Jasmine, she's feisty. So she took a whole situation with that. So she was like, this person didn't even say, hey, Jasmine, how are you? Like, I can't wait for your arrival. There were no, there was no small talk. It was like, hey, I'm going to be in a town on this date and this date. Don't have the wedding on these dates. And she took, Jasmine took offense to it. She was like, I can't believe that your sister-in-law is telling me what to do and telling me how to move and ordering me what to do. And I'm coming to America and I'm leaving my life and, and no one cares about me and I don't know anyone in America and how dare she talk to me like that. And it was like a whole thing. She meanwhile uh, has a dog. She took her dog to like a groomer's or a store was shopping for the dog. I, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know what was going on, but she's having this full on fight in the store in front of the employees that are looking at her sideways and having a whole thing like that's having a whole show right and crying and screaming everything that we know her to be like and Gina's like well I agree with my sister-in-law like I want them to, I want my brother and his wife to be at our wedding and my question to you all was was she even thinking because it was very specific dates it was April 13th to April 24th was that even in your radar, Jasmine? Were you thinking of having your exact wedding that you haven't planned for, haven't done anything for, April 13th to 24th, that week? Were you happen to have that week booked off specifically? Because if you didn't, then all of this is just extra. You're doing extra, you're saying extra, you're being extra for what? His family wanted, wants to be at the wedding. What's the problem? <sighs> so. The other thing about her dog Coco. Uh, that she's bringing to the US. That says. In her words. Of the only family member that can come with her. Because there are no visa issues. Which. Again. I could have another hour conversation about this whole thing, but she's not the only person that has done that. But Gina's like, hey, so you're bringing your dog. Is your dog like potty trained, house trained, all the things? Because the last time I saw him, he was peeing all over the house. She takes offense to that, says the dog has anxiety. And I just want to, I love dogs. Don't get me wrong, you guys. But I just want to know how you guys know these things. Like how... How do you know that your dog has anxiety? And that's why your dog pees all over your house. 
Because if I had to look at it from what I've seen so far in the last three years, it seems to me like you never spend any time with your dog. You don't walk your dog. You don't take your dog on hikes. You don't take your dog for long walks. So there's no real consistency in when your dog is going to be walked and when they can pee. And like, do you have pee pads? Have you done the training for pee pads? Because that takes a whole thing. seems to me like you're spending a lot of time on all the extra um, materialistic and body stuff. And not on the actual things that are important to you, like your dog and your family and your kids and all that stuff. But I could totally be wrong. But don't blame it on anxiety because you haven't spent any time with your dog. Like, let's not do that. So <clears throat> that's it. She fights with Gino. She cries. She ugly cries. She does all the things that she normally does. She can't believe that Gino's not taking her side and she's crying because she's leaving her whole life to be with Gino because Gino is the lover of life. He, she can't believe that he's taking the sister's side and she can't believe it. She hates him. All that stuff. So take that for what it is. Now, one of the things that I'm going to talk about that I'm, because I'm moving into Sophie and Rob. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you guys that I, you may or may not know, I don't know if you know, but uh, I had my, my news and gossip show. If you guys are not a part of my Patreon, you should be. You're missing out on all the things, all the interviews and all the news and gossip. But one of the things I talked about with my news and gossip um, people is that one of the things that I think is interesting is that there, this season, it shines a light on it. But in my personal opinion, there are a lot of people that are struggling with their self-identity and self-love and who they are as people. And I said on the show, like, I could name five people. Jasmine is one of them. Like, all the stuff that she has going on and doing, I get she wants to feel beautiful and I'm not above a nip and a tuck. Like, get a nip and a tuck if that makes you feel who you are. But don't forget who you are. And, you know, Jasmine's dad is a black man. Did you all know that? Darcy and Stacy, they're biracial. Did you all know that? So we moved to Sophie from London, who is also biracial and is clearly having issues with her identity and who she is as a person. Now, I'm saying all this as a woman of color, as a Black Canadian um, that has dealt with all the things that these women have dealt with and, and how the standard of beauty has changed over the years and before. It was like, you know, blonde hair, blue eye, Barbie. That was the only standard of beauty. But as we moved into a more racially diverse global economy with more diverse people getting representation. You saw that beauty can come in all shapes, sizes, and skin tones. So you could be black, you could be white, you could be Asian, you can be indigenous, um, you could be anything, Indian, you could be anything and be beautiful and considered beautiful. But I feel like 
and I used to talk about Darcy and Stacy a lot because a lot of people didn't believe me that they were literally biracial. Um, but I also get that that's their generation and it's probably a little different for them. But Sophie's friggin' 23 years old. And yes, she grew up in Europe and she talked about Spain. And I don't know if any of y'all have been to Spain, but I get that the percentages are small. But when she said there are no black people in Spain, that is incorrect. And I always encourage people to travel, 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 go to Italy, go to Spain. And you'll see there are a lot of people of color in Spain. And the other thing, like, I, I, just, oh my God, I don't know how far I should get into it, but like the Moroccans from Africa, because, you know, Morocco is in Africa, that are migrating to Spain. Some of them have probably some melanin in them. And so your expectation of, of what Europe looks like and Sophie, what what living in Spain looks like. I have I have a hard time believing that there are no black people in Spain. Two point two percent of the country's total are black. Um, that equates two million people. And if you concentrate on the major cities, that is a lot of people. And I get that it's only two point two percent of a hundred percent of the population. But then you can't then say there are no black people. And that, you know, now you have to have blonde hair and like, where are you? Okay, let me, let me just not get ahead of myself. Sophie, 23 from London, but where is she actually from? That's the part that I didn't get because she said a little bit later in her segment that she moved to London at the age of 16 and her mom followed her. So where was she living pre-moving to London? Uh, some of you may or may not know, I spent a lot of time in London, Birmingham specifically. So I'm very uh, familiar with the different accents and I was trying to pick up where her accent was from because her accent seems like, just like Madonna, like you've lived there long enough that you've picked up the accent, but you're actually not from there. So where exactly is she from originally? Because she doesn't say that, but she says she's from London, she's 23. Um, she's the fashion model on social media. I love the fact that she you know, admitted that she's like an Instagram model. Um, that she was clubbing since the age of 12 and like, being in England, which is true, which is true. Like you can kind of get in anywhere at any age in England versus other places. That's true. Her family is wealthy. She says, doesn't, and it comes from her granddad at 23 years old. She doesn't know what her granddad does or did in life, but just knows that he's wealthy, which kind of tells me the type of person she is. Like you grew up with your granddad, you know, your granddad, you credit him for all the money and the lifestyle you have, but you don't know what he does as a job. And your goal is to be an Instagram model. Like, take a minute to know your family history because here's my note. She needs to know herself more. She needs to explore who she is as a person. And if I take it back to her granddad, if she doesn't even know what her granddad does, it's because she's so self-centered and so like, 
eh, that her biggest thing is, oh, she's an Instagram model. Take more time, read a book, and find out your history because your history is going to settle you and allow you to know who you are as a person. So as you move forward, you're grounded in something. If you're not grounded in anything, then you're freaking wishy-washy and you're all across the board and all the material stuff makes sense to you. But when that stuff is gone and you hit the bottom, because guess what? Life is hard, you guys. And, and we're in a recession. We have like high inflation. People are struggling on the regular. And if you're worried about the likes and clicks and being Instagram famous, you're not going to make it through it. But if you know your history as a person, meaning you know your history and where you come from and what your ancestors did, then you might be grounded in something and knowing that life is cyclical and everything happens over and over again. So you're never recessions over and over again. You have inflation over and over again. You have poverty over and over again. If you actually know your history, then you'll be able to be like, hey, I recognize where I am in, in, in the history of life and I'm going to be, be able to make it through. But if you didn't have, if you have like 10 likes instead of nine likes and that's all you know and you don't know what your granddad did as a profession, then mm, I worry about you. So she's mixed race, black and white. My note says, well, um, she goes ahead and says she was raised in Spain where there are no black people. And I already gave you the statistics about that. There are black people in Spain. So what she's saying is untrue. Uh, it may be a low percentage, but still it's millions of people that are of color there and have migrated from Africa. And I don't, I, listen, y'all, travel. Travel, just travel. Because someone who clearly has, um, self-awareness issues can't really be trusted. Do you know what I mean? You have a black girl who's like, and this is going to be very um, controversial, but you have a, a mixed race girl who's clearly whitewashing herself so that she can pass, so that she looks like she's a white girl uh, because the standard of beauty even though she's 23, is the blonde hair, blue eyed, even though that's not the standard of beauty anymore, but that's what she thinks. So she wants to have a blonde weave, uh, contacts and, and body enhancements for her to look the least black that she can so that she can pass as a white girl. Then I'm just saying like, you know, you say you were bullied and you had a hard time. You, there were no black people in Spain and um, you had a hard life and you were bullied as a kid. Well, I mean, those things happen. I was, I, I had bullying is issues, but you know what? I had a strong family and my strong family allowed me to know who I was as a person and what beauty standards were in our family so that I never thought, well, you know, that's not true. Like I always still thought like, you know, I had Barbie bicycle and a Barbie boat and a Barbie van and all the things, right? all the things, but I still had black Barbies and I thought black Barbies were beautiful. And so it's up to your family and it's up to you to decide if you're going to make it through it. And I don't think that, that she had that in her life, but again, I don't even know where she really is truly from. Like, where does she grow up pre like 
birth to 15 before she moved to London, right? So that being said, um, because I personally think that she needs to find herself still. She's only 23. She's got a lot of years ahead of her. She followed a bunch of, quote, mixed race pages, right? Because she identified as mixed race. And that's where she found Rob. And she started following him, fell in love with Rob, who's 32, from Los Angeles, Inglewood. And Rob, I agree, very handsome man, doing you, 32 years old. But your segment came across as very shallow, in my opinion. He literally said he cares about looks. Uh, He feels like he looks good. He feels like he's a good looking guy. He wanted a quote, fine woman. And that's what he found in Sophie. He's a quote, jack of all trades, which means like he doesn't really have a career direction. He's a model like her on Instagram. And so we have a 23 year old and a 32 year old, both who are struggling with self-identity, both who are struggling with who they are as people, both who are, you know, Instagram models and, you know, good on you. If you're making money that way, then that's great. But from what I saw, Rob, that's not the situation that you're in. So like, again, I'm going to need you to take some time to figure out who exactly you are because 32 is closer to like adult than it is to teenage. So, Jack of all trades, they, she follows him. He's, like, excited that she's following him on social media. And they have some exchanges. He FaceTimes her right away. That FaceTime lasts eight hours. And they're connected because they're both biracial, quote, mixed race. They talk for six months. She comes out to LA, lives with him for two months, and they think they're a perfect match. So they apply for the K-1 visa. He's not sure if they should do it. She's like, should we get engaged? She's like, I don't know, should we? We have different backgrounds. She's a rich girl with spoiled rich girl tendency. He lives in Inglewood with a dog in a studio apartment that has no bathroom. And my note literally says, is it really an apartment? Like, where? Where are you living right now? Cause like, I know California and California has strict rental laws and commercial versus residential is very, very strict. And I don't know if Vanessa's still listening, but I know Vanessa would know all the laws. You can't just rent out a space and say that this is an apartment. So you have an apartment that has like no real refrigerator, no real kitchen area, no real stove area. It's like a, hot pot, whatever, stovetop, one of those things, and a small fridge, and then there's no bathroom in your apartment. You have to walk outside to an outhouse type of thing. Um, I'm just, how much is his rent? How much is his rent? Because there are so many, yes. Yeah, so Rob, Rob uh, Vanessa says Rob is not getting paid today to be cute. Apparently, Ingwood is being gentrified. I can't imagine that that place is still standing. That part, 
I'm going to tell you something, you guys. There are a ton of rich people in Inglewood, and his apartment is not representative of what's happening in Inglewood. And there are a ton of people that have a ton of money in Inglewood, and all the businesses are moving in Inglewood and all the things. So I'm trying to figure out, like, A, when did they film this? B, where does he live? C, do they actually know that he's living in that place as an apartment? Because it looks to me like a, a commercial area. Even the mop that he had that was all gross and moldy, that looked like a commercial mop. And his apartment looked like it was a commercial building. And that's why there was like an outhouse area for him to, to go to the bathroom, but not somewhere where someone's supposed to live. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets busted by whatever, the California, what is it, California rent board or whatever. And also, I want to know how much rent he's paying. And I also want to know, like, while you're busy making dances for your future fiancé, like, what's your job? So besides saying that you're a, you're a jack-of-all-trade, how are you paying this bullshit rent in the bullshit apartment that you're living in? What else are you doing? And she's telling you, like, hey, you need to get a future and a job and all the things. What is it that you're doing? Because to me, the I would prefer you not give a whole dance off at the airport. I would prefer that you actually have a proper job and be able to like live in a proper place. But that's just me. But so be it. Claire, who is Sophie's mom, who she's very close with. And again, like, where was she born? I, I need to know, like, wh where is Sophie from exactly? Because that will tell me a lot more. But meanwhile, um, she moved to the UK, Sophie, when she was 16, and her mom followed her to the UK. She moved to Mexico, and her mom followed her there. Long story short, her mom doesn't like Rob at all, calls him Rob the Knob. And says that, you know, talk is cheap, money buys houses. And even if you don't have a house to buy, you should have a proper place to live and call your home, right? Like that's, that's, I think that's just basic. But again, I don't know what Rob's story is. So Rob plans to do a dance for Sophie at the airport, get a ring, give her a Disney princess proposal. I'd rather not have a Disney princess proposal. I'd rather have a bathroom that was in the apartment that I was living in rather than having to go outside. And like she said, to an outhouse where there's like a raccoon out there and the place looked like a, a dump, like a dump, like a, just like a total dump. Uh, Rob's friend's not sure about Sophie. And here's the thing that, you guys, I'm going to tell you truth, real talk, facts, okay? I'm going to give you hard, cold, Los Angeles, California facts. So when Sophie was in Los Angeles living, quote unquote, with Rob for two months, she was also on Bumble. And, you know, I'm not on the dating apps, but I did see this on Instagram where Bumble has like Bumble dating and Bumble friends. And if you want to make friends. You like download Bumble Friends and allegedly she mixed up Bumble Friends with Bumble Dating and Rob's friend was able to see her on Bumble Dating and had all these questions. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. Sophie's an attractive girl. She's only 23. She has that English accent. 
I was about to do it, but I'm too tired, so I'm not going to do it. But she's going to be, um, she's going to stand out in California. She's going to stand out in Los Angeles because one thing Los Angeles people love is an accent. And as a Canadian, I'll tell you that for facts. So you're going to be in Los Angeles where all the celebrities are, the basketball, football, pro sports players are. You're going to be where the producers and the directors, all the people are. And you're going to be on Bumble and not think you're going to cross paths with someone where she's going to be like, hey, you know, I think I'm a princess and all the things. And homeboy from friggin' the Dodgers is going to be like, hey, come to my game because, you know, you're hot. And she's going to go to the game and she's going to be in box seats. And you don't think that she's going to leave Rob in Inglewood with no running toilet in the apartment for the baseball player then you're completely delusional, okay? Completely delusional. I don't care what type of bond she thinks she has with Rob. She knows exactly what she's doing. She spent two months in Los Angeles. She was on Bumble. She had all the dudes messaging her because she's a good-looking girl. And, hey, let me take you to the Beyonce concert. Let me take you to the Drake concert. Let me send you $500. Let me take you shopping. Let me take you to the Beverly Center. Let me take you to the crypto.com arena. Let me take you to dinner. Let me, let me, let me fly you to Vegas. Let me fly you to Palm Springs. All the things. Okay. Let me, let me bring you to my apartment because I have a bathroom in my five bedroom, four bathroom condo. Anyways. Oh, let me not forget. Oh, by the way, she's bisexual. Hasn't told anyone. Finally told her friend Maya for the first time ever. She's never explored that part of her. She's only 23. But she's going to get married without exploring the bisexual part of her. That really seems like that's a marriage for success. Okay. We've all seen... Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith and all the rumors behind the two of them and their situation. And if you do not explore all of who you are, I guarantee at 23 years old that there are going to be problems in your marriage because you're going to always wonder if you truly are bisexual and you haven't explored that part of you if you made the right choice. So here we are. Vanessa says she's going to run into football players in Inglewood, no doubt. Plus the NFL Network and NFL Media has studios and offices in SoFi. Facts. Bonnie says, does Rob know she's bisexual? Bonnie, no, absolutely not. She hasn't told anyone until she told her friend Maya. Rob knows nothing about it. All right. Last and certainly. Oh, wait. Oh, I, I had this and I totally forgot about this. Let me just do something real quick. Oh. Okay, this is taking too much time. I wanted to show you some pictures, but we'll do it next time. 
Amanda says, uh, the preview showed them almost getting married. Yes. The preview that I saw today showed them almost getting married, but her walking away. We don't know if that's going to be true or not, but that's what we see. Bonnie says they're both lying to each other. Facts. All right. I'm going to do Nikki. This is when I really need April because I, I mean, I'm going to do my best. Okay. So Nikki 47, she says it was just an age, which I think it's interesting that she put that preamble or like disclaimer after she says she was 47 because like, she literally says that she met Justin 17 years ago. And then we look at Justin and Justin says he's 30. So that means that, excuse me, Justin says that he is, how old is Justin? 2007 met together, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, but she met him. She was 30. He was 18, 17 years ago, 30 and 18. So you got engaged to an 18 year old. Is it 35, Amanda? Is that the right age? 35. Yeah, you're right. So 35. Okay, so allegedly Justin is 35 and she's 47 and they met 17 years ago. So that would make her 30, 17 years ago and him 18. And they connected, they bonded, they had a relationship and then they applied for the K-1 visa. He moved over as an 18 year old and a 30-year-old? I don't know if any of you guys are in your 30s, but like 18 seems like 18. Like fresh out of high school. I have nothing to do with an 18-year-old. But you met an 18-year-old, hooked up with him, and then decided that you two were going to get married. Listen, Nikki, my problem with you is not anything, but like the math is not math thing. I'm just, I'm trying to figure it out. And it, it seems really like, whoa. Anyways, Nikki says she's 47, which is just an age. And again, that disclaimer is really weird to me because like, I don't, what does 47 look like anymore? Because if she's 47 and, um, Jasmine's 36 and Angela's like 56, but Sean is 61. Ja um, Gino's like 59. Like, I don't, I don't know. Y'all are, I don't know. I don't know. Age is literally just a number, clearly. So she says she's a recording artist. She's known as Nikki Exotica, which is her alter ego. Her home ego is Nicole, who is a homebody. Nikki is a diva. 
to pay the bills. She's a hairstylist, a makeup artist, and a beauty consultant on plastic surgery because she's done all the type of plastic surgery there is. Nose, lips, jaw, chins, cheek implants, eye color change, which I didn't even know was a thing, um, breast implants, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. She spent literally millions of a million dollars on surgeries. Okay, she goes on to say that there's a lot of judging. A lot of people judge her for who she is as a person. She's finally comfortable in her own skin, so she doesn't care because 80% of the world gives her positive feedback and 20% of the world does not give her positive feedback, but she doesn't care about that 20%. She's finally in a place where she loves herself and can invite love into her life. Now, that was like the best thing I feel like she's ever said, right? Because I, and again, I keep saying this whole show is that you do really do have to love yourself and know yourself and be comfortable in your own skin to allow love to come into your life. If you do not know your, yourself as a person, if you have like sexual issues for lack of a better term, meaning if you all of a sudden say you're bisexual, but you've never explored that side of you, I don't see how you're going to get married. If you have race issues where you're biracial, mixed race, all the things, but you can't identify with anyone and you don't know who you are, then that's going to be a problem. You need to be secure and, and confident in who you are as a person in order to invite true love into your life because you can't have, and I know you guys, I know a lot of you guys are not you all because you all are awesome. But I know there are a lot of people out there that are just like, I'd rather be in a, a relationship than be single, but then you haven't worked on yourself. And then you're wondering why your relationships are falling apart. You know what I mean? Again, I'm going to continue to say the four things that you have to have those conversations. Like you have to have the conversations about sex. How often do you want sex? How important is sex in your relationship? What are your sexual experiences? What do you expect sex to look like in the five years, 10 years, 20 years down the line? You have to talk about finances. Do you have money? Do you come from money? Do you save money? Do you spend money? What does that look like for you? And where are you in your financial journey? You have to talk about religion, whether you believe in something or you don't believe in something. What is it that you believe so that the two of you coming together to form a household are not on two separate planets? Like we talked about with um, Natalie and Mike, Natalie is like hardcore or was allegedly hardcore Christian and Mike believed in aliens. And then you come together and you wonder why it didn't work out. And last and certainly not least, you have to talk about children. If you don't even know like how you're going to raise your children, if you want children and if you want children, how many children you're believing in aliens and he's believing in witchcraft. Like, what does that look like? And then you wonder why everyone's confused. You're confused because y'all haven't had these conversations and I don't understand how you can be with someone for three years, two years, six months and not have those conversations. Natatat, hey girl, hey! We missed you in news and gossip, Natatat. Uh, it's better to be alone and feel lonely than to be with someone and feel lonely facts. Um. So. That all being said, her fiance is Justin from Moldova, who's 35 and a personal trainer. Now, 
I'm going to tell you guys something. Okay. It's born in the 80s. But I know all the things about Bill Cosby and the Cosby show and all the things. And I was trying to find a clip of Rudy and Bud because this is what it reminded me of. So there was a little kid called Rudy on the Cosby show. And she had like this uh, elementary school, like childhood, what do you guys call it? Like middle school um, relationship with this kid that she named Bud. I don't even know what his real name was, but she called him Bud because she liked it better. So she'd be like, blah, 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 Bud, right? And that's what this reminded me of. So Nikki, a grown ass woman who's allegedly 47 years old, meets Justin when she's 30 years old and Justin's only 18, so he's still a teenager. Justin's name is Igor, and she doesn't like his name because it reminds her of, what did she say? It was Frankenstein's assistant. So she renamed him Justin because in her mind, Igor looked like Justin Timberlake, and so he liked it, so they kept it. Oh, was his name Kenny? Hey, Just Riley. Bud, Bud's name was Kenny. Bud, Bud, thank you. I actually didn't know that. But same principle is in effect where there is no, I'm going to tell you guys this right now. There is no way in hell that you don't like my name, Linda. So then you're going to all of a sudden call me Cindy. And I only say Cindy because fun fact, my parents, this might be too much information. Okay. Anyways, my parents, African, they were learning English. And to learn English, they were watching um, Superwoman, Superwoman, Linda Ronstadt. I know her name was, her real name was Linda. And they were watching they were watching the Brady Bunch. And my dad liked Cindy from the Brady Bunch. And my mom likes Linda from Superwoman. Um, and so as they were learning English and they were going to school to learn English, those were the shows they were watching. So then when I came around, my mom wanted Wait, is that right? My mom wanted. Yeah, my mom wanted to name me Linda and my dad wanted to name me Cindy from those two shows from the 70s. And my mom won. Oh, Linda Carter. Thank you. Whatever, you guys. You knew what I meant. So my mom won out. And so that's what it's from. It's from Wonder Woman. I hope I didn't say Superwoman because I probably did. But whatever. You knew what I meant. Wonder Woman. Um, and so that's where my name is from as like the English version of my name um, and not my African name, which I think is funny because I was like, well, why couldn't it have been Marsha with my dad's side? Because I think I remember Masha, Masha, Masha. And I think that's funny. I mean, whatever. Anyways. 
that was a fun fact. Um, and so what I was saying is that there was no way with the history of like your parents name you and they name you for a reason. Oh, Linda Evangelista. Oh, I love it. You're a wonder woman. Oh, wow. That's a cute story. Thanks guys. It's a true story. One of these days I'm going to let you guys meet my mom because it will all make sense. It will all make sense to you. It all makes sense why she like, you know, phone checks me, tells me that I'm long winded, talks, 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 and then I can't talk. And then she says I'm break, I'm cutting her off because like I am her child. And I will tell you this. Actually, I won't tell you this, but it's funny as an adult to listen to your, your parent and then see like where some of your, your quirkiness comes from. It like literally comes from your family. Oh, Aubrey says she's named after her song. And Bonnie says, would love to meet y'all. You listen, here's the story I will tell you. My mom is one of those moms who ev she's everyone's mom. Everyone loves her. Everyone loves her. And uh, when I moved away um, and came back, I came back and I was like, uh, you know, it's my hometown. So like I, I picked up a car and I drove home. It was no big deal. And I got there and I opened the door and there were literally you guys, like maybe 10 girls that I had never seen before in my house. There was like food everywhere, African music playing and my mom sitting in a chair and they were braiding her hair and calling her mom. And I was like, cause you know, I'm a funny, I'm, I'm like that. But I was like, mom, I, I, as far as I know, I am the only daughter that this woman has. So who are you, what's happening here? And then my mom tells me this, these are all her daughters. Okay. And even to this day, she'll tell me a story about her daughter from church. And then there'll be silence on my end. And then she'll have to explain, well, Linda, you know, obviously she's not my real daughter, but she's like my daughter in Christ. And then I'll be like. Oh, what? Is that crickets? Is that crickets out here? Yes, because, you know, you, you created this woman and I am the only one of me, so... I'm going to need you to stop saying that you have like 5,000 other daughters because exactly, Vanessa, boo, what? <sighs> Anyways, y'all have to meet my mom. She's a character. She's a character. For real, for real. She called me the other day. Not just, yeah, yesterday. Uh, this is the last story I'll tell you. She, so she calls me yesterday and she has like, I have a lot of like African remedies at my house and cause that's how I was raised, whatever. But one of the things I love and you'll see me is like, I love water with ice. I like chewing on ice. I love it. It's a weird thing. I get it. It's not good for your teeth. My dentist has told me all the things, but I just like it. So I'm talking to my mom and I'm drinking my water with ice. And she's like, what is that noise? Cause my mom has like ultrasonic hearing if i'm washing dishes she knows it if i'm like putting groceries away she knows it. like any small sound she knows exactly what's going on and like it upsets her and because like i'm not focusing my attention just on like 
our conversation. So I'm drinking this water with ice and my mom tells me that water with ice is really terrible for your system. And then I've had this conversation with her like a million times. She tells me to stop drinking water with ice. You have to drink water at room temperature. It's better for your body. It's better for your digestive system, blah, 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 all this stuff. So then when I mistakenly am on the phone with her and drinking my water with ice and she hears the clack clack of the ice, she's like, what is that? You heard the ice clacking in my glass. Okay. I gotta go. See you later. All right. So enough stories about me. Um, back to Nikki and Igor. And I feel like I'm probably gonna be calling him Igor. I'll get back to you because like he hasn't even come out to say that his did you change your name to Justin legally or you just accepted that this random didn't like your name and you decided that you're going to go with it for as far as I know and as far as I know from immigration I can't just automatically say oh my name is Stephanie because someone else is calling you Stephanie like what does your paperwork say and if you're going to come to America, which you said you did, you said you moved, you came to America on a K-1 visa. Did it say Justin or did it say Igor? Because I'm I'm not about to call you some random stupid name because Nikki said that you look like Justin Timberlake. Stop it. So for now, he's Igor. And I'll say AKA Justin. Um. Oh, Riley says that she made a video saying that he changed changed it so if that's true then i guess his name is justin i need to say the paperwork hey dustin i need to see the paperwork because i still don't believe it but if that's true riley then i might start calling him justin but he's igor for me for episode one so um they met 17 years ago he proposed to her on her fourth visit to moldova they got a K-1 visa. And here's where the story seems a little like odd to me. So you went through the whole K-1 visa process. He comes to America. And then in two weeks, you guys have a fight. And it's so bad that you guys can't fix it that he moves back to Moldova and it's over between the two of you. Okay. And the biggest thing is that they were dating that whole time. And these are her words, not my words. And again, next week, April will be here and April will be able to like smooth out all my edges. But I'm just right, I'm just literally reading what my notes say. And Nikki says that Igor didn't know she used to be a man. That she transitioned at the age of 20 and she was living, quote, a stealth, stealth life back then. So I guess in the two weeks that he came to America, I'm assuming that she had a fight with him and she like blurted out that, oh, by the way, used to be a man and that shocked the system. And that's why it didn't work out. And then he moved back to Moldova and they didn't, they lost contract. He, contact. He was in shock. She says her words that he was traumatized from the whole situation and they hadn't seen each other since 2007. 2007, y'all. And then 2023, you guys get back together. 2022, I'll give you that. Um, and so last year, 2022, they went on a trip to Mexico after reconnecting on the phone and online for three months. 
and they rekindled their love affair. So they applied for a second K-1 visa um, and she's gonna go to Moldova to make sure that this is like the right thing for her. Um, but meanwhile, she talks about Moldova and worried about being there because she's transgender. And I've watched and seen a lot of things online and a lot of people, cause you know, we just finished 90 day UK. We finished before the 90 day we finished. Um, yeah. Before the 90 days. And I don't think transgender is the issue. I think that maybe like the shock, I don't know the shock. Am I saying that right? It's the plastic surgery that they're probably not used to that I think is making you stand out more, but I could be wrong. You guys, if you're watching the replay, let me know what you guys think. If you're in the live chat, let me know what you guys think. But I don't think it's necessarily transgender because I wouldn't immediately think that she was transgender, but I would immediately like be looking at her. And I was, um, in my news and gossip, I showed some stuff and I'll see if I can find it real quick for you guys. Um because I don't think it's necessarily the fact that she's transgender. I think that like, it might be the surgery component, but again, I could be wrong. So let me see if I can pull up, if I can find it. Okay. So One, two, three, okay. Uh, share a screen, it's this one. So this is Nikki Exotic. I don't know what year this was, but this was, this was before some of the extra surgeries that she's had and she's talked about it. And you guys, one of the things that you guys may not know about Nikki is that she's not new to reality TV. She's not new to TV. She's been in the game for a long time. She's been on a ton of different reality TV shows. She had her own like um, transgender music group and she's been around for a very, very long time. Like I want to say, this is why I'm like, how are you 47? Because I think that back in the eighties, she that's when her girl group was out. And like, I was born in the eighties. So like, how are you 47? I, I mean, I don't know. The math is not mathing to me, but whatever. So anyways, um, this is her. And again, I don't know, pre some other surgeries, but I want to show you also this. So this is like, left picture is like, in her 20s when she was first transitioning and on the right side this is a more recent surgery type picture where you see that she, her nose is different and her mouth is different and again i didn't know you could change your eye color but that was a whole thing um vanessa says i saw she was on botch like yeah she was on a lot of different shows you guys this is not new to her at all so anyways, I would think that that's probably what they're looking at. Like, hey, I haven't seen this before. Because even I, you know, 
do you do whatever you got to do with your body that's your body it's your choice but i i still even look a couple of times like hey what's going on here right so i think that's what it is but anyways nikki says it's her last chance at love and he and her are talking on social or not social media on um facetime he's telling her that he likes a more natural look to her because people can still figure out she's still trans which i feel like is a conversation that they need to have um she hopes that justin's family is going to accept her for her now knowing that she's trans when she when they didn't know the first time seven years ago that they were around they were together um and then the other thing that's going to be an issue with them that she brings up is that she feels like he's not fully attracted to her ever since he found out that she was transgender so yeah ti's wife tiny changed her eye color she did i remember i remember that bonnie yeah, I, I mean, I, I remember that, actually. I just didn't know that was a thing. I'm going to change my eye color, you guys. I'll be back with, I don't know what color. I haven't thought about it. Anyways, that was episode one, you guys. We're catching up. April's going to be back. April's in Turks and Caicos now, you guys. And she's on a ship, and she's living her best life. Make sure you're following her. Uh, to see all of her excursions, but she will be live with me tomorrow at 2.30 Pacific Standard Time, and we're catching up, so we're going to do episode two of 90 Day Fiance, as well as, if you're watching Love is Blind, we are doing that as well tomorrow, so I'll see you all tomorrow, and thank you so much for joining me. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and uh, I'll see you guys all very soon. Bye for now. Love you right back, Amanda. And also, just throwing it out there, you guys, before I wrap it up. Um, I mean, I broke the story, so I might as well continue to talk about the story. Uh, Riley and his new potential. Is that what we're calling it now? His new potential. Uh, Kimberly are, are meeting up soon. So you guys make sure to follow Riley and Kimberly all across social media as well as I saw on Kimberly's social media. I'm not sure if it has anything to do with Riley, but she's going live tomorrow on her Instagram at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And she says that she has a lot to say. Wouldn't be surprised if Riley shows up in her live and they have that same spark. And you guys, if you're not following me, you're missing out on all the news and gossip. But they did a live and apparently they did a TikTok where the sparks were flying. So I wouldn't be surprised if he pops up tomorrow in Kimberly's live. So make sure to tune into your Instagram. If you're on Instagram tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for all things Kimberly dot 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 and Riley. Good night, everyone. Bye for now. <laughs>